Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Welcome to Fincaspian, where bunnies have lasers and robots love books. I like that one. That's from Jonathan, who's 13, in Toronto, Canada. And actually, I'm Jonathan, too. And I'm here with my robot, Bebop. That's right, and we're trying out new catchphrases for the show submitted by listeners. This one's pretty good. The Alien Adventures of Caspian. It's a great show because it's for kids, and it has aliens in it. That's from Shahan, who's four. Oh, yeah. I like that one. That's really good. How about this? The Alien Adventures of Caspian, where the magic is fanatic in space. That's from Ansel in Fort Collins, Colorado. Oh, I like that one, too. Here, I have a good one. Hi, welcome to the Ham 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 of Finn Hammy Hammer. I'm Jonathan Ham Ham Ham. Thank you. <laughs> That's from Christian from Crested Butte. Hmm, interesting. I'm sensing a trend here of a lot of hammy catchphrases. Let's see what else we have here. Oh, Wyatt, who's 13 from Oklahoma, he said, Hello, welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, where big problems are solved by little people. I like that, Wyatt. Maybe we'll stick with that one. But it didn't say anything about robots. Yeah, but I mean, he's saying... It has to have robots in it. Well, of course it doesn't have to have robots in it. Actually, it does. And he has a really great one from Paloma in Santa Cruz, California. She writes, Welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, where Bebop steals the show every time. Yeah! All right, all right. (laughs) I think we have a lot of good catchphrases here, but let's get into the episode. If you remember what happened in the last episode, Paige was a lion, the kids had found some laser bunnies, and the trolls were about to attack. So let's find out what happens in this episode of the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. See no evil, fire lots of lasers. Troll coughed and all of the dust kicked up by the boulders. The bunnies all fainted again. Oh boy, said Finn, as the trolls charged at them. The explorers all took a step back and ducked into the circle of trees. Abigail was in there, whispering to the bunnies and scratching them behind their ears, trying to wake them up. All right, said Finn, looks like we're in this battle whether we want to be or not. Man, I wish Foggy was here. I wish those bunnies didn't take a nap every time something interesting happens, said Vale. Pim entered the clearing. Look, the darkness. The horned ones are advancing and destroying the light. Most of my kind have fled, and those that haven't have already been changed. See for yourselves. Beyond the trolls, above their heads, The explorers could see beams of different colored light swooping around in the air. Well, that's that then, said Paige, the lion. If we're going to stop these trolls, it's up to me. Wait a second, Paige, said Finn. We need to come up with a plan. No time, said Paige. Look! The explorers all looked out and saw more animals dissipating, chased to the edge of the darkness by trolls and then transforming into light. 
If I don't do something now, it'll be too late, said Paige. I know you're worried, and I am too. I'm not too excited about facing off against these trolls, but this is why I'm here. This is why Pin called to me. Please don't argue with me. Finn, you know I don't like to get sentimental, but you're my big brother. And if I don't see you again, I love you. Abigail and Elias, you guys are like a sister and a brother to me too, and I love you too. Vale? Yeah, Paige? Take it easy. Paige roared and jumped through the trees, landing in front of a horde of trolls, all rolling giant rocks. Finn could see a look of terror pass over the faces of the trolls as Paige bounded in among them, swinging her giant paws wildly, the trolls all ducking, and some scattering and running away. Some trolls weren't scared, though, and they hopped atop their boulders and began running them straight at Paige. But Paige was nimble as a real lion, and she was able to dance out of the way every time, often batting away a boulder like a tennis ball, the troll on top flying off and onto the ground. Look at that said Pim, smiling. Paige was knocking all the boulders back, expanding the light, pushing the darkness back. She's really doing it, huh? said Finn. You were right, Pim. You called the right hero. Eh, not so fast, said Vale. Paige was busy knocking away boulders and didn't see that two trolls on top of boulders were coming straight for her, one on each side. Finn tried to warn her, but she couldn't hear anything over the sound of the giant stones. As the trolls closed in, Paige didn't see them at all, and they were within just a foot of crashing into her when Paige leapt and the boulders slammed into each other, throwing the trolls off and cracking the stones, splitting them right down the middle so they couldn't be rolled anymore. Paige swept the trolls away with her tail and turned, smiling at the explorers. Paige, look out, cried Elias. A giant boulder, this time with no troll on top, came careening toward Paige. She rolled out of the way just in time, but another boulder was on its way. Paige, panicked, jumped up and ran away from the trees toward the mountain. Where is she going? said Finn. They're driving her out, said Pim. Oh no. The explorers crashed through the trees and, dodging trolls, ran out to sea. Abigail carried two bunnies, one under each arm. Paige was galloping along the base of the mountain. It had been a trap. The trolls had forced her out of the light into the shadow of the mountain, and now they were rolling boulders, one after another, down the steep slope. Paige tried to outrun them as they came down the mountain faster and faster. She tried to go left, away from the mountain, but an army of trolls had formed a wall there, forcing her to keep running along the mountain's base. We need to get over there and help her, said Finn. Every time Paige took one leap forward, another boulder came crashing toward her. If she leapt back, the trolls would release another one behind her. Boost me up, said Finn. What? said Elias. Boost you up where? Here, said Finn. He picked up a foot and Elias and Vale laced their fingers together. Finn stepped onto their hands and then put one foot on Elias's shoulder. Now, cried Finn, and Elias and Vale lifted Finn up. He climbed on top of one of the boulders that now, having rolled down the mountain, was standing still. He hopped from that boulder to the next one, running and jumping as fast as he could to try to get to Paige. What's he going to do once he gets there? said Elias. I don't know, said Vale. Some Finn stuff, I guess. 
Finn was getting closer to Paige, who was now running in circles, trying to dodge all of the boulders coming crashing down at her. A boulder slammed into the one Finn was standing on, and the troll that had been rolling it at him leapt to grab Finn's ankles. Finn barely caught his balance and jumped to the next boulder. Only this one wasn't standing still. It still had its momentum from rolling down the mountain, and so Finn pedaled his feet as quickly as he could, running on top of the boulder. Uh-oh, said Abigail, two fainted bunnies in her arms. Finn's not that fast of a runner. But Finn was running fast, faster than he ever had before, because the trolls were now on top of their boulders and rolling them after him. Paige, now surrounded by giant rocks, was jumping up and batting away trolls with her paws and her tail. She was breathing heavily, and Finn could see she was getting tired. Come on, Paige, said Finn under his breath as he ran atop the boulder, driving it toward her as fast as he could. Just hold out a little longer. Paige was spinning and leaping and knocking away every troll that came at her. She leapt in the air just as Finn got close, and Finn jumped, ready to grab onto his giant lion sister's back and get out of there. And Paige's lion eyes looked Finn straight in the human eyes, and then she batted him away. Across the boulders and down to the ground. Ow, said Finn as he landed on his back. Ooh, sorry, yelled Paige. Leaping over to him, I was in the zone. I thought you were a troll. Finn got up and dusted himself off. It's okay, said Finn. You've probably been waiting a long time to do that. But Paige didn't laugh. The accident had taken her off her game, and now the trolls had them surrounded. She swatted at the trolls, but the little horned creatures jumped back and laughed at her. What's so funny, said Finn. The trolls all looked up the mountain, rolling down was the biggest stone Finn had ever seen. Finn climbed up on Paige's back. We have to try to get back to the light, he said. I can't, said Paige. I'm so tired. I can barely even lift my paws. Okay, said Finn. Okay, then mm, save your strength. When that boulder comes down, you're going to have to jump like you've never jumped before. Abigail, Vale, and Elias saw what happened and saw what was about to happen to their friends. Oh man, said Vale, there's no way they can survive that. Not even Paige could jump over a boulder that big. If only our secret weapons weren't also cute little stuffed animals. They're not stuffed animals, said Abigail, who had been soothing the frightened little bunnies. They're magical laser bunnies. Look, they're like Paige. They can survive in the darkness. And you saw the lasers coming out of their paws, right? Yeah, said Vale. They're really good at target practice. One single laser shot out of a bunny's paw, hitting Vale in the shoulder. Ow, said Vale. How come you can laser me? Because you are literally the least scary thing here, said Abigail. Wait, that's it, said Elias. We just have to keep them from getting scared. Elias ran back to the trees, ducking under boulders and dodging trolls. He came dashing back with another bunny. Here, he said. Vale, you take this one. Abigail, let me have that one. Elias took off running toward Paige and Finn. Come on, he yelled. Elias, are you nuts? Look out, shouted Abigail, as a troll picked up a smaller boulder and hurled it at Elias. 
Okay, trust me, Elias said. He covered the bunny's ears with both hands and wrapped his fingers around to cover its eyes. Come on, bunny. Now, the bunny raised both paws. It blew up the rock before it could land on Elias. Ha ha ha, yes, shouted Elias as the troll who had thrown the rock stood there flabbergasted. Elias pointed the bunny at the troll's feet. Now, Elias yelled. The bunny fired, and the troll jumped out of the way, scurrying off. Genius, shouted Vale. He covered his rabbit's ears and eyes and yelled, Now! His bunny fired lasers, blowing a hole in the wall of rocks the trolls had formed. Yes, yelled Abigail, and the three friends took off running. They looked very strange, carefully holding bunnies and covering the rabbit's ears and eyes, the bunnies firing lasers from their paws, their arms and legs firing out this way and that, looking like they were disco dancing. But they weren't going to make it. An entire army of trolls was blocking the way between them and Finn and Paige. There was no way they were going to be able to laser their way through it. The giant boulder was almost at the bottom now, almost on top of Finn and Paige. But then, out of nowhere, a brilliant streak of rainbow light pulsed through the trolls, turning them all to stone. Abigail, Elias, and Vale all jumped on top of them, and all three yelled at once, Now! And the bunnies fired their lasers at the boulder, and the concentrated beams were so hot, the boulder didn't blow up, but it did grind to a halt as it crystallized. The heat from all of those bunny lasers, turning it from a boulder into a giant rainbow-colored gem, stopping at the lion's feet of Paige. Well, said Finn, my friends just use bunnies to save me and my sister, who's a lion, from trolls. Never thought I'd get to say that. Yeah, cried Vale, lifting his bunny into the air in celebration. The bunny, which could now see what had happened, fainted. Ah, said Vale. Mine's broken. Pim thanked the explorers as they got ready to board their ship. One thing I don't understand, said Finn. That big beam of light that froze all of those trolls? Where did that come from? Ah, that was one of us, said Pim, who had sacrificed himself for everyone on this planet. One of our bravest friends. The bear? said Elias. No. The elephant? said Abigail. No. said Pim. Was it the leopard? said Vale. The platypus. said Pim. The bravest platypus you'll ever meet. Now, I presume you are headed back to your space station? We should, said Abigail, giving the bunny one last hug. But I think we need to see this one through. If only we knew where those thieves had gone next. I think I have something that might help you. Pim reached out and held up what looked like a small piece of stone. It had a grimacing face carved into it with claws and wings. This is Gargabot, said Pim. He was a robot, like the ones you have on your space station. But he has been turned to stone ever since the thieves stole our sundial. He is a remarkable creature. A robot, but also possessed of incredible magic. Please, take him. Pim handed him to Vale. He will help you locate our sundial, 
Find the sundial, and you will find your thieves. The explorers all thanked Pym, and Abigail launched the pod back into space. Once they left the planet's atmosphere, Paige's line form fell apart, and she was again a cloud of light. Okay, said Vale. Gargabot, show us the way. Where to next? The little stone gargoyle slowly began to turn. Abigail, said Vale. Left, turn left. I think Gargabot is showing us where to go. But they didn't have to go far. Floating in front of the explorers were the two thieves they'd seen leaving the Marlowe. The figures dressed in black. All right, I am here with my son and editor, young Griffin Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Griff. Hi, hi. Hello! <laughs> How's it going? Good. What did you think of this week's episode? 10%. That is one million quadrillion nine 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 thousand more nines. Good. You know that's that's very nice of you, pal. But that ten percent, that's gonna. I was just kidding. Eat away at me at night. I was really just kidding about that ten percent. I know, I know. I'm just joking too. So, what do you want to talk about today? You have any questions for me? How are they in space, not dying, with our oxygen? You're talking about the uh, the thieves. Yes. And the fact that there are these two figures dressed in black. Yes. Floating in space. Yes. Without a space helmet on. Yes. Where no human could ever go. Yes. Well, first of all, they look like humans. We don't know if they are humans. Maybe. I'm pretty sure they're not because no human could breathe outside a space station in space without a space helmet. Yeah. So they're they're magic. We can't just demand that they also follow the laws of our planet, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how they can float in space, how they can fly on their own without any oxygen, without any sort of uh, rocket propulsion or anything like that. Okay, yeah, the, 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 that is just freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> freaking you out? Yeah, well, they're magic, you know? Uh, what else? What else you got for me? Any other thoughts or questions? Uh, so we're starting to have longer episodes. Oh yeah, you noticed that this one was a little longer. Yep. Did you like that? Yeah. We've gotten a couple of emails from listeners saying they wanted longer episodes, and even though our episodes have always clocked in around twenty minutes, sometimes a few minutes longer, sometimes a few minutes shorter. Yeah, I just thought since we got that feedback, maybe we'd. Spend a little more time on this light and dark planet than we normally do. What do you think about that? Hmm, okay. Uh, I still don't get how they're flying, but okay. <laughs> you still don't get how the thieves are flying, you mean? Yes. <laughs> You're stuck on that. All right, well, I guess we're going to find out next episode, right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, any other thoughts or questions? No. All right, then what time is it? Art time. It's art time! All right, we want to say thank you to cousins Nuseba and Ilyas, Josie, who's seven from Louisville, Colorado, Elliot, who's six from Cincinnati, Ohio, Hugh, who's six from Seattle, Washington, Lily from Virginia, Charles, who's ten from Snoqualmie, Washington, Yitzi, who's six from Skokie, Illinois, Indira and Gopal, who are three and six from Atlanta, Georgia, 
Ben, who is seven from Durham, North Carolina, Aubrey from Huntington Beach, California, Neva, who's eight from Santa Cruz, California, Callan, who's five from Emerald Hills, California, Yehuda, who's 10 from Skokie, Illinois, Audrey, who is seven, Silas from Ann Arbor, Michigan, Sam from Birmingham, England, Bryn, who's four from London, England, Layla and Clementine from Toronto, Canada, Ronan, who's 10 from Chester, Connecticut, and Hunter, who is six from Ridgefield, Washington. Thank you all so much for all of that awesome art. All right. Thank you so much to all of our artists. Now, what time is it, Griff? Joke time. Joke time. Dab time. <laughs> Let's stay at joke time. <laughs> and now for our jokes, we have two art chefs who are also joke tellers today. First up is Gopal from Atlanta, Georgia. My name is Gopal. And I'm six years old from Atlanta, Georgia. And I have a joke for what is Bebop when he's Bebop? Bebop boxing. Ha <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Gopal. And now we have our friend Nuseba with her joke. Hi, my name is Nuseba, and I'm from Orlando, Florida. Here's my joke. Why did the alien want to be a- alone? Because he wanted some space. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much to Gopal and Nuseba. All right, thank you so much for all of those awesome jokes. Anything else you want to talk about today, Griffin? Uh, no. All right, well then, you want to say goodbye? Bye-bye. See you later. <laughs> Another curveball. All right, bye-bye-bye, everybody. Alright, thanks again for coming back and having more fun with us this week. And thank you all for all of the great catchphrases, ham or no ham. Keep sending them in. I'm sure one of them is going to stick one of these days. And thank you for the art, the jokes, the sounds. We have a whole lot of sounds coming up in the next few episodes. Really great sound club submissions that we've had a lot of fun with. Can't wait for you to hear them all. The Alien Adventures of Fincast is a Gen Z Kids production. Written and produced by Jonathan Messenger. Edited and guided by Griffin Messenger. With special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Emerson Messenger is our intern. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg. Recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. And for more great shows for the family, go to bestrobotever.com. And for more information about this show go to fincastme.com or check out the show notes or check out our Instagram or check out our Facebook or check out our Twitter, any of those things. All right, we will see you next week. Here's a catchphrase for you. Bebop Tales, Season 5, coming soon. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. 
If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.